0: everyone and welcome to pod 2112 the official podcast of the 2112 group where we talk with business executives and thought leaders about the technology market indirect routes to market and the trends shaping the world around us i'm your host larry walsh office furniture that stuff that sits under our pcs is big business in the united states alone the office furniture market is a 12 billion dollar industry dominated by a select few companies By 2025, office furniture sales, everything from desks and chairs to workstations and cubicles to reception area seating and conference rooms, will top $14 billion. Increasingly, the office furniture market includes technology or at least technology considerations. As technology evolves to facilitate greater levels of productivity and collaboration, office furniture and workspace design is more than following suit technology is becoming a part of the office furniture and workspace design fabric. A good example of how technology and office furniture are converging is the recent announcement by Steelcase, the world's largest office furniture manufacturer, which is partnering with Microsoft and Schneider APC. At the launch of the new Microsoft Surface Hub 2, essentially a large tablet designed for workgroup collaboration, Steelcase unveiled Rome, a mobile stand with an APC battery designed to make the Microsoft device more portable in the office. The complementary products of the Microsoft Surface Hub and Steelcase Rome is a small example of how the office furniture and technology industries are coming together. Many Steelcase dealers are now selling technology products ranging from displays to video conferencing and more. Steelcase dealers are increasing their collaboration with traditional technology solution providers to design and build optimal digital work environments that meet workforce needs and expectations. The digital and physical worlds are inextricably linked, especially in the modern office joining us on pod 2112 is jennifer mccready the head of channels at steelcase jennifer comes from the technology industry and recently crossed over to the office furniture market she joins us to talk about how the office furniture market and its channel is changing to meet the evolving needs and expectations of businesses and users and with that welcome to pod 2112 jennifer
1: thank you it's nice to be here
0: so um let's start with the most the most obvious question um Why are we talking about Steelcase in a channel context?
1: So, Steelcase uh, has created this wonderful partnership with Microsoft, and we've co developed a product together, uh, bringing the Surface Hub 2 device paired with Rome, which is our stand and wall mount solution. And we're going to sell it through the channel together. So, Steelcase has a brand new product that uh, we needed to sell through the channel so that it can be sold together with Surface Hub 2.
0: Looking at your your career history, you come from the technology channel. You've worked at places like T-Mobile, Microsoft, and Arrow. Um, you're talking about the development of this steel case relationship with Microsoft to facilitate the use of the Surface Hubs and in, in office places. But you're also talking about bringing it out through channels. What does the Steelcase channel look like as a you know the channel for a leading office and works office and workspace furniture equipment company? What does that channel look like, and how does it differ from what many on this podcast would consider to be the traditional technology channel?
1: So Steelcase integrates the experience into the decisions that they make from design of space, to how people utilize the space, to how individuals and team work with technology in those spaces. That's the core differentiator that I think Steelcase brings to the technology channel and what will change with conversations in the future as far as taking into consideration the experience and wrapping a solution around that experience.
0: So does that mean that Steelcase is rethinking the way it designs its furniture to accommodate for the new types of technologies that are not only being developed, but are being expected by the contemporary workforce?
1: Absolutely. Uh, Every space has the consideration of people, the space, and the technology uh, combined, So when they design a space and implement it, it's based on the organization that they're doing it for and how that space needs to be utilized, the technology uh, that people need to have access to and what makes up that technology. Uh, As we know, most organizations have a variety of technologies, all mostly complementary of each other, and it's up to that organization to select which technology uh, brands they want to, uh, insert into their organization.
0: So what you, what I'm hearing you say though, is that this is more consideration about the, the new tools that were being, that are being used in a workspace rather than catering and wrapping ourselves around the axle to accommodate millennials.
1: For sure. Uh, it's all about how individuals and teams can collaborate in the spaces that uh, they work. Uh, in an organization. And so it's really taking into consideration requirements across the board for everybody in that organization, and what we need to do to design a space that accommodates it.
0: Do the people that are planning office spaces understand what that means? Or are they are, have are they still disconnected in their thinking about space, technology, and workflow?
1: It depends. I've I've seen uh, instances where people are very connected from design to implementation to how space will be utilized in their organization. And I've seen cases where uh, maybe some considerations weren't uh, well thought out and they implement something that's not as attractive to the employees that, that work there. So I think that to get to a design of a space that works for people and utilization of the technology in that space, it's very important to bring the right parties to the table to have that thoughtful conversation, whether it's facilities management, uh, CTOs, uh, CIOs, and everybody in between. I think everybody as a stakeholder should make up the decision-making process for what they're going to do from a design standpoint.
0: Well, let's talk about design because uh, I've been reading a, a steady stream of studies and reports. And and yes, I know people are going to say, Larry, do you read anything but, you know, these re- reports and studies? But it, I for some reason, I, a few of them caught my eye about uh, the open work, open concept workspaces. So, you know, the you know, cubicle mazes that have been built since the 60s. And new studies coming out saying that the way we've been designing offices for this open collaboration has been wrong. We've, it's been probably the work, worst workspace idea in the last 50 years. But at the same time, we also see these studies and we see, you know, we hear experientially. That collaboration is more important than ever and that we're bringing these new tools like Slack and Trello and Zoom into our offices and, and they're being, they're facilitating greater levels of communication, greater levels of collaboration and, and it really does beg the question how do we balance these two forces from a technology and a an office-based design how do we how do we build those workstations to accommodate those you know that gives us greater collaboration without making us feel like we're rats looking for the cheese
1: this seems to be a hot topic i've noticed across social lately and i've personally experienced working in open offices that failed to meet the needs of individuals and teams and I've been fortunate to have the amazing opportunity to work site at the Steelcase Grand Rapids office where the environment you can tell from the time you walk in the door is designed to fit the needs of everyone. And I never struggled to find a quiet space to work, to conduct meetings or collaborate as a team there. Um, how the space is designed and implemented and whether that design incorporates people, place and technology, is key to building a successful open office environment. And I think that's where a thoughtful approach on how to design the space for for each organization really is key because it's very easy to pass on uh, certain decisions that would incorporate how a team works in a collaborative manner versus how an individual works. And the space needed to support both. It's nice to walk into an office, especially if you're a remote employee and have a place to call your own for the day. That's very important. And at the same point, if you want to have a meeting on the fly uh, and you see a group of people that you'd like to spark a conversation, it's nice to have a space where you can do that as well.
0: So, who does that today? Is that a function of the the steelcase partners as they're interacting with your customers? Are they now being called upon to think about think less about furniture and more about workflows and and the incorporation of technology?
1: They've been doing that all along. the The steelcase dealers, uh, when they design space, and um, you know, they're bringing researchers into the equation. Uh, sometimes sociologists and psychologists that um, have done these studies on work workers in the workplace. And um, they are the experts as far as ensuring that the spaces that they design, the furniture that fits into those spaces supports uh, what they need for their employees to be successful uh, at their at each work location.
0: Are they doing that organically? Are they are are they partnering with with what we would consider to be traditional IT resellers and service providers? And the the reason why I ask is because I've seen instances of both. I've seen office furniture dealers that are, have attempted to incorporate different pieces of technology, whether it's collaboration or or, or video conferencing, into their into their portfolios. Um, I haven't seen that necessarily on the IT side, but I do know that a lot of IT resellers do get involved in technology selection based on locations. So do you see a convergence coming between the two or greater levels of collaboration?
1: I definitely see that there's greater levels of collaboration. I think there's a pairing that happens based on who the end customer might be. Where you have complementary efforts being offered by, in this case, it would be a steel case dealer and a solution provider in the typical IT channel. And when they come together, it's a much more powerful message, right? You have trusted advisors from both sides working together to accommodate the needs of that end customer. And we see that happening today. At the same point, we have dealers. Uh, for Steelcase that have core competencies around technology and unified communications and conference solutions that are um, very well prepared and set up to handle uh, those sorts of solutions. Uh, And then we have some dealers that aren't set up in that way. So we have a really good variety across the board. uh, And where we need to augment We do when those pairings happen, and that joint collaboration is really beneficial for the end customer. We realize that a large end customer, mid market to enterprise, probably has a relationship with a solution provider, uh, a reseller today. And it's important that we foster the needs of that end customer uh, to ensure that they purchase the way they want, they get what they need from a technology standpoint. So, definitely, we're positioning. Ourselves and our dealers to be able to have a mutually beneficial uh, partnership and relationship with the IT channel where it makes sense.
0: So, who initiates that that conversation? Where's the matchmaking happen uh, happening? Is that happening as a result of something that Steelcase is doing, or is that happening organically, or is uh, are they being mashed mashed up and matched up? by by the customers who are looking for a greater level of experience or a greater level of service.
1: In some cases, that is true. Uh, For what we're doing today with Microsoft, as an example, uh, we have our Rome stand and wall mount solution that was exclusively built for the Microsoft Surface Hub 2 device. And we have mutual customers uh, that are buying those Surface Hub units. And some of those customers, of course, have steel case furniture uh, in their organizations as well. So what we're seeing from the very beginning is that we have uh, and are fostering that pairing uh, between dealer and IT channel uh, reseller. Uh, So there's a natural fit there for the product that we are going to be selling through the channel uh, now with Rome, Uh, And then in the future, Um, They do have the ability to continue working together, which they are, uh, dependent upon what region they're in. And uh, we do have a little bit of matchmaking that happens behind the scenes. If we have a steel case dealer that uh, needs some help augmenting or bringing somebody in from an expert standpoint uh, to talk about uh, technology that they may not uh, provide today to their end customer. And when they reach out to our team, uh, we connect them with the right uh, reseller or uh, distributor in their in their region
0: I'm curious about this is that because I, I in my head I kind of have a a chicken and egg argument going on which comes first the technology or the furniture or can the furniture stimulate the selection of different technology in and, in and, and the if I can, I'll tell you, you know, one of the more interesting stats I saw from a study that Steelcase recently did is that 66% of people say they lacked the technology to adequately display their work. And I thought that was fascinating because in a conventional sense, people are mostly given laptops when and, and, they, and more, more often nowadays they're given an external monitor to make it easier for them to work. But I don't quite understand the entire notion of, can we display information correctly? Can we display and collaborate around work? And it's like, there is a form and function that comes along with that. So is it the larger displays or the the video conferencing monitors or the collaborative tools like the Surface Hub Hub 2 that drive that conversation about what's the furniture we need or is the furniture stimulating the conversation?
1: I think that the first piece of this is that it comes down to the design of the space itself. Uh, mobile collaboration tools like Surface Hub 2 and Rome kind of create a new way for people to utilize technology in an environment that may have limited workspace available. So that's one aspect of it. And the other is that it happens both ways. So sometimes furniture leads into the conversation of technology and sometimes technology and the way it's going to be utilized leads into how furniture will support that space and the people in that space that will be using the technology. Um, Part of why it's so important to have the conversation of technology in the very beginning stages uh, with these furniture conversations uh, is that they're designing the space. And if they don't design a space from the beginning to include where a display is going to hang or be on a stand, Um, or be accessible to an employee, then we've missed the boat on adding the technology into the space. And so what I think happened, um, you know, years ago, when some of these um, spaces were created, when technology and collaboration and working in teams, wasn't such a hot ticket item, uh, is that these spaces were built And there wasn't a ton of technology. Now that we have it available and everybody wants it, sometimes it's an afterthought, right? So we have to redesign spaces. And uh, what we think is very powerful message is that it's important to integrate both sides of an organization into the beginning stages of these conversations, So whether somebody is doing a complete um, restructure, remodel, or building something brand new, making sure that all of the stakeholders are participating uh, in the design of the space that will accommodate their employees and their organization is super important. Um, So the IT channel might focus on the technology side, right? So we have... Uh, CTOs and CIOs and IT managers really involved in the conversation from a technology uh, hardware and software standpoint. And then where Steelcase plays really well uh, is working with the facilities managers and human resources and um, people that are working on the design and the architecture. So when we pair these up, it becomes a more powerful message as far as ensuring that we are incorporating the right technology into the right spaces at the right time. And I think that's where it's very mutually uh, beneficial for both of us to work together.
0: You know, one of the things, it, 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 you just jogged my memory in this and that's also coming out of your study is about the importance of mobility within the within an office space or within a workspace. And And traditionally, from a technology perspective, that means having access to having access to seamless Wi-Fi, a seamless Wi-Fi network. But in your context, you're talking about the ability to quickly transform work areas for for collaboration. Is that also part of the equation that we're talking about? Is that being able to think about this in terms of how do we make this so that we have the tools and the workspaces that can be adaptable?
1: Yes, absolutely. Uh, You know, Wi-Fi obviously is a a consideration, uh, right? Companies, uh, brick and mortars need to be equipped to support mobile collaboration tools like the Surface Hub 2 in Rome. Uh, One good example that I have of that is uh, actually from Steelcase. Uh, Internally, sometimes, you know, there's announcements that need to be made from human resources or, hey, we've got a new tool and we'd like to evangelize how to use a tool and give you an opportunity to see uh, what this tool is about. And um, they had wheeled out into the cafe area, uh, a Surface Hub. Uh, And it was very cool because uh, they created a mini team, uh, very close to the cafe, people huddled around and they got to learn about a new technology that they could utilize at Steelcase to help them with uh, finance, I believe it was. And so in order for that to take place and for it to be real time, uh, it it does need to have uh, Wi-Fi access. And so um, usually that is something that the organization already has worked out as far as who their carrier is uh, and ensuring that their building is equipped with, uh, you know, boost signals and things like that in order for the technology to function properly.
0: Do you see your channel partners evolving or changing, are they going to become your dealers? Are they going to become more than what they are today? Will they become more technology enabled or more, even in in some cases, technology companies in and of themselves that also incorporate office furniture and workspace tools into into their portfolios? Because we see a lot of that happening in other industries. I mean, everything seems to be, you know, have some level of technology incorporated into it for making every device a smart device. Will, we, will your steel case dealers become smarter as technology becomes more pervasive?
1: Yes, at least in, in my experience, I believe that is what is uh, transpiring today. Um, this is what uh, is happening in today's environment. Uh, what I see taking place is that experience above everything else, will drive the solution offered by partners, whether it's our Steelcase dealer partners or it's IT channel partners. That experience that needs to be delivered uh, to an organization, to an end customer, will drive solutions and the attach offered. And I think that's what's powerful about uh, what's happening and what is changing and evolving uh, right now. Uh, We need to retain uh, and a, attract new employees to our organizations. And in a lot of cases, the experience that that employee has um, draws them to a company and keeps them there. So these are definitely conversations that are taking place today. I don't see that changing in the future. I think it will become more integrated as far as uh, what the experience is and those solutions that result uh, from experiences in different markets, different verticals, whether it's healthcare, commercial, uh, government, education, and we'll have solutions that um, foster both individual and team uh, collaboration, um, mobility inside organizations. So I I do see... um, it evolving and changing as the channel always does, no matter who uh, is in the channel. Um, but I, th- I think it's for the better.
0: If you're talking about this being an opportunity, which I believe you are, uh, and I'm an IT solution provider, if I'm a, a reseller or an integrator, what should I be looking for in terms of a steel case dealer to partner with? what What are the What are the attributes that should stand out to me?
1: They're probably already working with the end customer that the IT channel partner is working with. And what better way to uh, create an end customer solution than to work together, collaborate on what is best for that end customer? At the end of the day, it's going to lead to a high attach for the IT reseller. And it brings them into a conversation that they would otherwise not have access to and vice versa. So the dealer and the IT partner I think are instrumental together for the end customer to be successful.
0: I only have two more questions for you and I and I I feel remiss if I didn't ask them both. And the first one is is that you have made this transition from from the a telecom and technology channel to an office furniture channel. What advice would you give one of your peers or somebody else in the, in the technology industry that would be making a similar move still in channels or still in indirect routes to market, but moving into a different industry. What, what do you think they should be thinking about?
1: My first motto is go for it. Uh, but I, I am all about the challenge. And I think that if you can take your core strengths and weave it into something brand new, uh, that hasn't been done before, It's important to do it and um, not to be shy about going for it. Um, That would be my advice. Um, Not to, I I don't know a ton about the furniture industry. Um, I've been with Steelcase for nine months and I'm learning more and more every day. And it's super interesting. And I find that. I've learned so much in the last nine months about uh, architecture design and what an end customer uh, thinks about uh, when they're making these decisions that uh, impact employees, um, that it's been a very uh, good decision uh, for me to sort of spread my wings and uh, try something new and different, but that still has the technology aspect to it. because. Um, it's it's kind of my passion. Um, I'm I'm very much uh, attracted to wanting to enable uh, people with technology, and I think that the enablement aspect of technology incorporated into uh, the place where people work um, is is super important to. Uh, organizations, the conversation that the it channel partners are going to be enabled to have. And, um, I'm just, I'm really glad that I made the the leap and decided to try something new.
0: In speaking of things, doing things new and different and incorporating technology, when am I going to get a chair that has 5g connectivity, artificial intelligence and blockchain blockchain tracking. So nobody will take it.
1: Oh my goodness. Okay. That seems like the perfect opportunity for us to pair uh, our furniture design team with somebody in the channel to build that chair for you.
0: You know, as they say, you know, if you want to make things better, just rub some blockchain on it. <laughs> so, Jen, you've been great. Thank you for joining us on pod 2112.
1: Thank you. Appreciate the time.
0: That's all the time we have for this edition of Pod 2112. I want to thank our guest, Jennifer McCready, the head of channels at Office Furniture Manufacturer Steelcase. And I also want to thank all of you for joining us on Pod 2112, a production of the 2112 Group. 2112 is a leading provider of research, strategy, development, and enablement services for B2B technology and manufacturing companies around the world. For more information about how 2112 can help your business, visit our website at the2112group.com. Also, check out Channel Channelnomics, 2112's news and analysis site that provides the best insights into business practices and market trends. If you haven't done so, please subscribe to Pod2112. You don't want to miss a single conversation with the executives and thought leaders shaping the world around us. You can subscribe to Pod2112 on Apple iTunes, Google Play, or Spotify. It's easy to subscribe, so do so today. Thanks again for listening to Pod2112. Until next time, I'm Larry Walsh.